We are back, Tyler. Back and better than ever. For the second episode of the Star Road Podcast. How's it going, Starling? How you doing today? <sighs> I couldn't be better, bro. I'm pretty chill. How are you? I'm doing well. I uh, It's been a great two weeks since we last talked. I think we both had a nice time with some games and just a nice time in general. It was an anxious week followed up by an amazing week, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Today we got some great topics. I'm actually looking forward to this a lot, T. We got 3D All-Stars thoughts, which you knew was coming. Yeah, that was, the, I mean, that's the biggest one. We've got our greatest. Yet again, <laughs> second week in a row. <laughs> <laughs> After this, it'll cool down, man. We're going to get it all out here. That's right. But I'll. Probably. We got a big one right here. Our greatest tragedies experienced as gamers. Keeping the nostalgia kick alive from last week now we're, or last <laughs> last episode. We're not, we're not talking in-game tragedies. We're talking about real life shit here. Exactly. And then fall life <laughs> tragedies. Shit that inevitably <laughs> changed us really. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. going to be pretty insightful, I think, into who we are. Uh, followed up by another top five, which these get me real stoked. Uh, top five personal most wanted ports and remakes. We're, I, that's gonna, we're going to have some fun with that for sure. Oh, yeah, man. But uh, I guess we're going to kick it off with our thoughts on Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So I've, I've been saving most of what I had to say, as I believe you have as well, because we've both been playing these games nonstop since since last uh last friday when they released of yeah uh, i am really excited to to hear your thoughts because there this game release has been controversial even more than we originally realized would you agree yeah because i've actually (laughs) seen so much uh in the negative side since we've, Negative, since we've talked about it. And uh, it's crazy because I have so many positive things to say. But uh, I'm, I'm almost... I'm right there with you. I'm wondering if maybe we should go game for game, dude. Start from the top. Our thoughts on yeah, each. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll uh, I'll fire right in because I, I have a lot of thoughts on, on 64. Awesome. So uh, the basically how I see it broken down is this. The, the biggest talking point on 64, there's really two. First, no backwards long jump glitch, Shindo version of the game, speedrunners, horrified, but, uh, you know, casuals, really not a big deal. S- secondly, the controls. And that has been something that you and I have discussed briefly that we both have thoughts on. Yeah. It's also been a big, big talking point amongst the community as well. So I'm excited to get your thoughts on on everything. Um, as far as the as far as the controls, how, how have your uh, how have you felt that they've that they've uh, mechanically handled for you. Uh, you you were the one who originally told me uh, you felt that this is the best the game is played, the best it's handled, and uh, I yes. think I very quickly agreed with you on that. 
Uh, I, I think we would be in the minority saying that. But that, that's strange because I actually haven't seen much talk about control. Uh, I've seen basically, you know, uh, a singular idea that a lot of people have been upset about, which is the fact that it's emulated, the fact that it wasn't uh, reworked from the ground up. That seems to be the majority of what I've seen. I haven't seen anything about controls, but I mean, honestly, dude, uh, I think this is... I think it just feels really tight and, and nice. Oh, it feels very tight. Honestly. And, and all the old tricks that you pull, man, I mean, they've never felt more seamless. Uh, of course, you, can, you can't do the BLJ, but I mean, I'm talking about core game mechanics intended. Uh, they're as tight as they've ever been. Yeah, I think that it came off really well. And I I think that the camera, it's as good as it could possibly be. Yes, it's still frustrating at times. Yes, in I the totally game. agree. Yep. But I don't think, I think they did the best possible version of it that they, that they could by implementing it on the stick. And I, I really don't think there was any other way to do yep, it. And I actually, I thought about this. When I was working the camera, how it still can be inconvenient, but you can tell progress was made. And yeah. But on top of that, dude, I like the fact that to a degree that's them staying as true to the game as they can be while adding that's a true. little bit of quality of life. Yeah, I mean, it's just a port of the, you know, of the Shindo version of the game and just the controls are made work. Nothing is patched or changed in the actual game at all. Yeah, aside from the HUD, you know, the um, some of the appearance on the HUD, which is well, that, yeah, that is, I mean, everything has been reskinned yeah. a little bit and upscaled, but the game, the game is not changed no. at all. Nope. And that's true for all three games. Yeah, it's just uh, I'll tell you what, we'll get the galaxy, man, but. Uh, the the resolution on Galaxy is insane. Yeah, but uh, I think we should go ahead and fire into Sunshine unless you have more thoughts oh, on no, sixty four. No. You, you covered uh, you covered a lot with sixty four, and I, I I actually was wondering if you grew to disagree, uh, but I think you're right where you were, and I'm right there with you, bro. Yeah, I mean, I've I've spent a lot of time playing it. I think that you get used to it very quickly, and I think that a lot of the problems people have may just come from being wired a certain way. I don't think they'd be problems that an average casual person, you know, for, for instance, the camera being backwards from what it was. Yeah. Like I don't, but no, no, like nobody picking up the game for the first time would know that. So because of that, I think that it's a, I mean, that's, that's all there is to really say about yeah, it. Yeah. You could chalk it up to, uh, if we would have played it in this format, we would have grew in love with it the same. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, uh, on to sunshine, bro. I mean, this is, uh, this is something that we talked about forever. Yeah. And this is the one that I, I, this is the game that I personally have played the most since the game came out by far. Second most for me. Galaxy is up is we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. I think that, uh, the sunshine, like spray nozzle and the way that they implemented it is not optimal as far as playing the game. Like 
I don't think that it's a straight substitute for playing it on GameCube. However, I think if you don't have access to the game on GameCube, then it's a perfectly passable way to play the game. Yeah, I think I could agree with that. I mean, it's not, uh, it's definitely not being played in the exact manner that it was but i'll tell you what and it's almost the same thing as i said for 64 like you're wired yeah yep just from muscle memory yeah and i think a a second go around on anything you're gonna get a lot of people who don't like change you know what i mean of course but uh i will say though like it it definitely took (sighs) the controls on sunshine definitely took a lot of getting used to for me more so than 64 yeah, I would. De- I but would definitely after agree that with that initial break in. Pe- Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just definitely agreeing with that. Yeah, after that initial break in period, it's really like not a big deal. But I will say, if you if you have your GameCube hooked up next to your Switch, ready to play at any time, you're gonna want to play the GameCube version. Otherwise, I mean, it's completely reasonable, and it's a it's an amazing game that's available to a lot more people now. So that is, that is the main point that matters. Yeah, I agree on every point. And uh, I think one thing that can be said, the game visually is incredible. I think it looks great. Absolutely. It looks great on the switch, dude. It definitely got the most polish out of anything as far as from where it was to where it is. I think it, it looks incredible. Yeah, it really does. Even like, it doesn't look like a GameCube game anymore. Oh no, it 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 definitely had a big improvement made. And it's funny because that really is just, you know, an upscaling resolution. Uh Absolutely. but I think they did say they they were enhancing colors, which I could totally believe. I mean, it's a beautiful game. And you know, uh yeah. the changes to the controls aside, I I've been having a lot of fun with it. And it's, it feels just as good to go back to as when we played it, honestly. I would agree. Yeah, it's the nostalgia factor is a big, big part of it for sure. But yeah, you want to roll in the but Galaxy, man? Yeah, absolutely. So how much Galaxy have you this played? This is going to be all you because <laughs> I personally have actually not played the game yet. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually uh, watched my girlfriend play it for a little while. I got her on it and she was enjoying it, but it was a very short while. Other than that, I've been all in on sunshine in 64. Uh, I made sure to make a note of it. I, uh, when I saved my game last night, I had 42 stars. So, Hey, that's pretty good. So I mean that moving right along just to gauge where I'm at. So my, you know, my opinions hold anything, I guess. But, uh, honestly, Tyler, I, uh, the fact that I missed out on this game is uh, I actually feel very upset about it <laughs> because this is a, it's a breathtaking experience. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> I could talk about it forever, but the way I would put it is it's up there with Odyssey as far as just uh, 3D Mario games with scope. It's up there, dude. That's a big statement. Absolutely. And, uh, one thing that really impressed me about it is the gyro controls. Yeah. I, um, I noticed that, you know, last night when she was playing galaxy, like she was using the pro controller and she actually got like the motion controls right away. 
without me telling her about it or her expecting it at all. She like literally just fired right in with no issue whatsoever, which I thought was pretty cool and pretty impressive. Uh, And that right there is a testament to how accessible this game is because as I sit here, dude, and you know, I'm, I'm seeing, okay, there's a gyro element to it. I think before I even played it, you were the one telling me, oh yeah, you know, um, you were telling me about how it played on the Wii with the star reticle and all that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as I picked the game up and started using it, unsure of what I'd think about it, it's so fluent that, that uh, I think you even said it, it doesn't even interrupt gameplay. I mean, it's a little no. optional thing that you could just do as you roll. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um... It just feels so natural. Usually when you play something with gyro, uh, like Turok on Switch, I don't know if you played uh, Turok 2 Seeds of Evil. No. Well, the gyro in that game is just basic. Whenever you're ready to aim, you just can slightly move it just to adjust your shots. Or or like on Breath of the Wild when you're on horseback. Um you know, it helps you steady your arrow shots. This is like fully intuitive. Uh, I see. Like you got the, like I told you about the manta, like I think it was a manta ray surfing little mini game. Yeah. I mean, it's so fluid. It had me nervous. I was in so much control and I'm like, Oh shit. Like I'm really controlling this. This isn't some rail (laughs) course, you know? Um, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It, it, that part of it is very impressive to me, but, but the game all in all the music, <laughs> it, it's crazy, dude. It, if I would have played galaxy before we made the music list, gateway galaxy would have been on the list. Oh yeah. Like, that's it, awesome. I mean, it could have been number one. The music is amazing. Uh, and the fact that you haven't played it, dude, I'm looking forward to you playing it. Honestly. Yeah, me too. I, the, the reason I haven't gotten into it yet is I want to give it some time you know what I mean? Several hours, you know, yeah. when I first dive into it, because I know I'm not going to want to put it down. Yeah, because as soon as I actually dove into it, the other two games started to get neglected, dude. And uh, I was really in it on Sunshine at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but uh, this collection, uh, I think I told you before, it's almost like these three games uh, accessible from one menu has the potential for endless replayability. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I mean, you can always play this forever. Yep, and there's three... That's the biggest thing. Yep, there's three unique Mario games, and every single one Very different. is a great game. So uh, I think I got everything I wanted out of this collection, Tyler, and I think you might even agree, aside from the, the GameCube dominance with the controls, of course. Yeah, I mean... That is something that was unavoidable. I think it was implemented again in the best way that it could be. So, yeah, I mean, I I am in love with it. I still am putting hours on it daily, if not, you know, almost daily. Like, it's it's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to be playing that quite a bit uh, for a while, dude. I mean, uh, I would have to exhaust myself of all three games before I actively stop playing it. That's going to take a while. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, uh, this has been really happy to talk about, but I think we're going to have to get tragic, Tyler. Oh, no. Bring the mood down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Let's discuss our 
greatest tragedies we've experienced in gaming. So on this, we're talking about things we've lost, things that have gotten damaged, you know, things we may have missed out on. It's a pretty broad topic. Just, just gaming related tragedies. Yeah, that I mean, sums it up pretty that's well. All, that's all it really is. Yep. Yeah. So I want to hear your first one. I got to know. All right. Well, my first one you're familiar with, but uh, I think it's worth as an opener, uh, getting gifted Rayman Two: the great escape for Dreamcast <laughs> instead of PS one. <laughs> now, uh, I, don't, Awful. I don't know if every child has experienced this before, but sometimes you ask for a game and you might get that game. But that doesn't mean it's going to be for the right platform. Correct. That happened to me too as well. Uh, uh, more than once as a kid for sure. It's especially, you know, a little fucky whenever it comes to disc-based games because they're all in a crystal case at this time. And, uh, you know, if they're not paying attention to the spine, you might be in trouble. Yep. But uh, the, the uh, long story short with, with the Rayman 2, uh, I didn't get it for PS1. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think I might have been pretty upset that it was for the wrong platform. And uh, probably got told, well, you know what? You, you're that ungrateful. You're not getting shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sad, sad ending to the Rayman 2 story. Yeah. This, none of these are going to have happy endings, by the way. Uh, no, it's tragic. I mean, uh, that, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my my first thing that came to mind when we first talked about this topic is when I was a uh, a young a young adult, I was much more on the move than I am today. I I tended to live or stay in different places frequently whereas now obviously i just live in one place um and so a lot of stuff was in trash bags in my in the trunk of my car and uh one day i don't know exactly when or how it happened other than the general time period but all of my nintendo 64 games controllers and like cables uh disappeared at some point i don't know what happened to them i'm sure that i accidentally threw them away but uh i i so i had the pikachu n64 the blue one with the controller and uh i have the actual console itself but literally nothing else and i think uh it is just it's it's just breaks my heart to think about it because there was a ton of games that I had that just got lost. You know that breaks my heart, Tyler. Yeah, I know. I will recreate what I had someday. <laughs> that actually, we could talk about your topic and mix it in with one of mine because... Uh, <laughs> Uh, on my list, I have favorite games owned as a child that didn't make it with me to adulthood and aren't in exactly. my possession. And uh, yep. you know, I had a similar situation with you, uh, staying a lot of places. But the thing about it is, uh, only some of my shit stayed with me throughout it. Uh, the beginning was yeah. where most stayed in my old house, you know, and I was able to yeah. acquire some. But there's some hard hitters, dude. That 
uh, really hard to come back from Super Metroid for Super Nintendo. That uh, hurts bad. Uh, yeah. Link to the Past Absolutely. on Super Nintendo, Turtles in Time. Those are probably the biggest hits uh, that I can think of. You know, th- there's some here and there stuff, but it's it's funny. The three Super Nintendo games I was most excited to get back never made their way to me, man. That's unfortunate. I uh, my keeping on the lost game discussion. I uh, this I guess this kind of has a happy ending. So I I lost my original like just for GameCube box disc of disc one of Resident Evil Four, and so I did replace it on down the line. But I know it's not the original copy. Like it's not the the one that came in the just for GameCube box, you know, uh, that was the original printing. So I think that that's still a tragedy, even though I do have the game now. Mm. It's, it's all about the original copy mindset. hundred percent. And I still have disc two. So I have two disc twos and one disc one. <laughs> so you actually came out on top cinnamon aside yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I still, I have, I have, I do have game boxes for both versions of the game, which is also kind of cool. Like, because they reprinted it on GameCube after with different box art that didn't say, you know, just for GameCube. Yeah. So I have both boxes. Yeah, I have the player's choice. Yeah, I think that's the one that I have as well. But that's, I guess that's the least, the least tragic one on my list. Watch throw out another one. <laughs> the it's related because it's it's all GameCube related. Uh, my Sunshine and my Smash Melee discs. Mm. My Sunshine is un unplayable. I think we talked about that last yeah. week. It's unplayable. And then my Smash disc, it's very very scratched up. I ha- I can get it to work, but it takes about twenty tries. Uh, so. Anytime I want to sit down and play Melee, I have to literally open, like, clean the game off, move the lens, boot the game, you know, (laughs) pray to any god that I can think of, (laughs) you know, do a little rain dance and hope that it works. (laughs) Um, But it, it all, I can always eventually get it to work. So at least there's that. Yeah, my Melee disc looks kind of scuffed, but it's always fire right up. I'm jealous. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, I got one that I know you know the pain of just because of a specific story, but um, Little Brothers formatting GameCube and PS1 memory cards. Yes. That I, I, you are uh, siblinged out much more than I am. Yes. Uh, I don't have any, I didn't grow up with any siblings, but uh, I've heard this from you and others. Like this is a common problem in our generation. I think anyone with younger siblings, this has got to be a problem with, I'm sure there's many that can sympathize. Uh, And, you know, we could, I guess we could partially give blame to the, game prompts would you like to format this memory card fucking completely you know uh and what game said that i don't know just there there seem to be a lot of prompts with 
formatting memory cards if space wasn't available and things like that. And then a little kid gets into your fucking memory card and what happens happens. And yeah, they just exactly. like start, they can start picking what you want to go. And they're like, I don't care about any of this. I just want the game I'm playing on it. <laughs> exactly. So I feel like, especially for a young kid, those game, those memory card interfaces on, on, you know, second generation consoles or whatever, like they always that is, looked quite, mm, that's nothing a child should be messing with, especially if anyone else exactly, has but ownership. It looked like a video game itself almost. Yeah. Uh, but I lost, I lost some shit that really broke my heart. I mean, Resident Evil Four. Uh, you know how long one works uh, on one. I mean, there's no, one uh, a save file on Resident Evil Four doesn't go away for no reason. Correct. I mean, that, that's an endless existence there that is cut short by a cruel child. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I actually forgot about this one until you mentioned this, but. A friend of mine's little brother erased my Pokemon Diamond cartridge uh, on purpose and stole it. And uh, there was not only hundreds of hours of Pokemon Diamond progress on that cartridge, but also Pokemon imported from other GBA games that had also hundreds of hours of progress on them. So that actually made me quit playing Pokemon for years after that happened. You had your family on that cartridge, Tyler. <laughs> I did. That was I your had family. stuff that was traded from I had stuff that was traded from you. I had stuff that was traded from my family, like my cousins. Uh, oh. yeah, absolutely. Fuck, man. Yeah, it's brutal, but we live in we move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any others on your, yeah, on your tragedy uh, thoughts? I got a quick little tragedy I mean I don't feel too much about it but at the time I sure was pretty pissed off um, pre-ordered Black Ops 2 360 got it uh, had a dope night with the boys dude and the next day yeah. go for round 2 laser ring on the disc it is useless <sighs> to me that so many people can relate to that, I'm sure. I never, or I did own a 360, but I never had a, a ring in the short time that I owned it. Yep. It's so tragic. So many games were lost to the rings. Yep, but, uh, you know, you can only feel so much about it. Uh, and, you know, there's nothing more to say about it. I honestly don't feel anything about the the ring now i mean that disc can go fuck itself if anything i have hatred for the disc itself for getting the ring <laughs> uh, so i i think a lot of people can relate to that yeah, for sure yeah so I, but i've put my transgressions aside uh <laughs> you got any more to throw my, out for my us? La yeah my last one is another one that i'm sure a lot of people can relate to uh this one's a little bit out of left field on our normal subject matter but uh my any any collections that I had of Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh cards over the years, uh, which I had a lot, um, have just disappeared over time. And why do you think that is? That's a great question. I think it's just from 
moving or getting rid of stuff that I didn't care about anymore at the time or whatever. Like I moved around a bunch. So I, I know that so much stuff got either lost or thrown away or whatever over the course of all those moves. And I'm pretty sure all my Pokemon cards was an earlier victim. And then all my Yu-Gi-Oh cards was a much later, but still equally crushing uh, victim of just like being lost to life over the years. Yeah. I was just asking because I thought there might've been some foul play. I mean, there was some foul play with the Pokemon diamond, you know? Yeah, no, nothing foul play related. I think it was just like not taking care of my stuff well enough to be honest. Gone with the wind. That's all. Yep. But uh, it is it is painful to think about because I would even even not if for a financial reason, but I just had so many commons from the base set. You know what I mean? Of Pokemon. I oh, think that yeah. stuff would be cool all these years later just to have in a binder. Yeah, it's it's at the time we didn't think, the, you know, these common cards, uh, they actually hold some significance these days, man. I mean, they're base set cards. You can't just go uh, you can't go to the store unless you get lucky and look under the shelving or something <laughs> yeah it's not gonna but, happen uh, yeah you're not gonna go buy base set packs for retail you're gonna be getting them on ebay for a lot exactly <clears throat> yeah so that that was my last one uh it, it it breaks my heart to know, know the stuff that i had over the years and you know that that kind of just encompasses this whole topic of just like stuff that we had over the years <sighs> yeah that yeah that's one we could just, continue on and on about yeah absolutely but it's not about the uh, it's not about the stuff we lost. It's about the stuff we still have. That's how you have to look at it. Fucking a, bro. But uh, I, that's it for me on tragedies. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to talk about something I don't still have. Uh, I actually gave this one since it's my final. I gave it a name: the Pokemon Blue Bus Fiasco. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, now this is a big one. Uh, you know. So let's see. I must have been in about fourth grade you know i'm on the bus and they got the uh the bully fifth graders in the back and it's funny because the uh the guy who did it uh i actually wound up being pretty cool with dude and uh he's a pretty chill guy but um you know got into some kind of verbal argument as we tend to do and uh i'm playing pokemon blue which you might be heartbroken to know is uh the copy i played with you guys on the Mm-hmm. at Pittman dude on on game day you know what I mean the the one that made it from shit me being five six years old uh and that was the one yeah we got in an argument grabbed it out of my GBA tossed it out the bus window my brother <sighs> so sad it's like something out of a movie yep and we got to my friend's house I told his grandma we need to go to this street right now because I remembered where we were when it got thrown. She drove me to that street. I'm scouring the gutter. I found it. But unfortunately, the ROM chip is done. Do you still have that, that cartridge? You know, I misplaced it. I kept it. You, I mean, I, there's no reason to throw it away. I, I kept it, but uh, I, I couldn't find it. Uh, I used to have it at my grandpa's mm. way, way back. Never came across yeah. it, dude, because uh, I actually wanted to have it just for the, the history behind it, you know. But Yeah, I, that is Of tragic, course, man. I wound up getting the replacement copy of Blue, uh, as expected. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, 
that that was the one man that was the you know the one that we uh we communicated with i mean me you nicholas all the boys dude you know that was the copy and that goes back to the sentiment of this specific copy that made it through this you know yeah, I don't know what happened to all of my Gen 1 games over the years, but I did replace them later on as well. But you know, I got your gold, uh, I think bro. I have, yeah, I, uh, I, think I, have all th- I think I have all three Gen 1 games now. I think the red is the label is, the, is torn off, but other than that, yeah. Well, luckily it's uh, not easy to mistake a red. No, not at all. It's the only thing that looks like that. But uh, that but does that bring us to the end of the tragedy topic? It's a tragedy, but it does. I think it's it's a uh, uh, man. This I didn't think about it, but every, all our last two topics are both kind of just like sad because I feel like the last topic is maybe hopeful, but maybe also a little bit of frustration and uh, you know pining yeah if you will. yeah it's 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 funny how positive you know i've been feeling about doing episode two and uh there's a lot of a lot <laughs> of bummers though a lot of downer stuff yeah we'll, uh, we'll bring it back up at the very end though we'll, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll have some good stuff absolutely yeah but we do we do need to fire into our uh list segment our top five most wanted ports slash remakes mm-hmm I had a lot of fun coming up with this list. It was very difficult to me to just keep it to five plus an honorable mention. Yeah. I don't know if you had the same experience. Uh, A lot of stuff came to mind, but uh, I think I feel pretty solid where my list is. Most of it fell together pretty quickly because this is something I've actually thought about uh conversation aside post podcast aside i've thought about it a lot so i i kind of already knew where yeah. i stood but just had to think about it a little deeper yeah definitely well uh why don't we kick it off man why don't you uh hit me with your honorable mention my honorable mention is something that i think you'll be in the same same side of the bleachers as me on dude glover port <laughs> I had Glover on the on the PC like Windows ninety eight. Did you really? Yeah, I didn't even know that existed. But uh, oh, let me just mention everything I'm talking about on this list. I want it ported to the Switch. That's where I do the majority of my gaming. I want oh, I, I want a Glover port on Switch. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, or even just like a re-release HD version. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be just, a good game just for give it. Give it the 3D All Stars treatment. Just uh, you know, upscale it, emulate it. I don't give a shit. I just want to play Glover on my Switch. <laughs> is um is the company that made Glover still around? I don't actually know who made it. I'm not sure who made it either. Uh, all I know is that I, Glover's awesome. I feel like awesome. it was just some random game company. Yeah. Well, they had. I think it was just some random. They game had a company. gem on their hands. Uh, somebody didn't pick up on that. That mattered, but they had a gem on their hands. Glover is eternal. But yeah, I, I own that on PC as a kid. That's really awesome. I, I just rented it uh, yeah. multiple times. Rented it for sixty four. Loved it, dude. Yeah. So my list is a little bit broader. Um, your topic of just specifically on switch definitely was not how I approached it. I was just thinking of a, like I, I have so many games that I want a, any modern console 
way to play the game. I don't care what it is. I just feel like some of these games... Well, that's not true. For most of my list, that is the case. But there's a couple that that are available. But um, in general, just a modern like re-release of some kind, if that makes sense. Um, so my honorable mention is Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Linking back to my uh, my tragedy, uh, they remade you know the first three generations. All those games are good. Everybody's wondering, you know, is Diamond Pearl Platinum going to get the same treatment? I think that it is. I think that it won't be, you know, this year, next year, but I do think it is going to happen eventually. I'll toss up some money for that Kickstarter, Tyler. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Nintendo does not need a Kickstarter <laughs> for that. I know, bro. But uh, I, I wanted to. I, I think like an Omega Diamond or whatever, like Shiny Diamond or whatever they would call it, like those games would be excellent. No question, dude. I mean... Because uh, I never owned Platinum, and I know there was a lot of content in Platinum that I've probably never played. Yeah, I never owned Platinum either. I bet it'd be interesting to go back on that. So I would love to see what they do with that. Yeah, but that was my honorable mention. They should focus on making... For sure. um, and I know it wouldn't make sense from a business standpoint, but like they should remake the Pokemon games that didn't get the biggest base of players. Because I bet that like a resurgence of an old Pokemon game that didn't get the same love as others could probably make for a pretty good release. I think it, yeah, I think it works out because Diamond and Pearl, you know, that would be perfect on the Switch. That would be incredible. And then black and white you know by the time we get to whatever the next nintendo console is or the next switch iteration or whatever is next that would be the perfect time to come out with black and white yeah definitely because by then it will been have been quite a while since those games came out yep what you got next on your list well i'm doing the same thing uh same thing we did for the music i'm gonna do Uh, All five, but I'm going to save my big whammy for the end. Yeah, Uh, but first on my list, I thought at first I thought about it and I said any Tony Hawk game, but I'm going to get specific. I want Tony Hawk Underground just ported to the Switch. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I I specifically love Tony Hawk Underground. Uh, I had it on GameCube, and it's so funny because I sat in my room and played this game more than so many games. And until uh, Jeep actually told me he used to play it on PS2 online, I was like, what do you mean online, dude? I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, I couldn't believe that there was online for it, but it's because we were GameCube boys, bro. We're not online. Right. And, uh, but yeah, that, that blew my mind, dude. And then, uh, but what's cool is they have Thug Pro, which is a mod for uh, Tony Hawk Underground 2, which I love Underground 2 just as much. I mean, I I got that and played it just as much as Underground, but I'm just favorable to Underground. Mm -hmm. And uh, Thug Pro is pretty awesome. I just don't get on my PC often enough, you know, to play it. But uh, they come out with the the, um, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 on Switch. That's a day one buy. Yeah, I've been playing that on PC quite a bit. Which shout out to my boy GPGMI TTV. Number one overall competitive wins on PC, by the way. Yes, sir. Check him out on Twitch. 
But yeah, I've really been enjoying the one and two re-release on PC. Like I, I, th- th- what they did with the mechanics of that game feels incredible. Yeah, I, I really, really wanted to pull the trigger and get it on PC. But since I don't get on PC often, I was like, you know what? I'll see where they're looking with a switch port. And if it really looks like it's not coming soon, soon, I'll pull the trigger on PC. But I'm optimally, yeah, dude. Absolutely. If they if they put it out on the switch in a timely manner, I'll refract the th- the thug port request and I'll be OK. I just want a Tony Hawk on the switch. That's all I want. They found the files for the Switch controllers yep. in the yep. game. Yep, for like the Joy-Con controller layout, which, which that makes me optimistic that they're going to be... I mean, you know, uh, if the game's smoothed out, they're probably working on the Switch port, or we're already working on the Switch port. I think so. I think it'll be probably just a few more months yeah, it, down the as line. As long as it as doesn't get the Doom Eternal treatment, I'll be happy. Oh, What happened to Doom Eternal? Was well, it not as well, good on the Switch? I mean, no, the thing about it is... Uh, it was supposed to come out day and day with uh, with all the other consoles. I pre-ordered it for Switch, and uh, they announced that it wasn't going to come out that date, which was the same day as Animal Crossing. And so oh. when I went and picked up... Did it eventually come out? No. Uh, when I, when really? I went to pick up Animal Crossing, they said they didn't have it for Switch, which I, I figured they didn't. I heard about it. So I lucked out and got it for Xbox One. I, I said, fuck did it. You, did they ever come out with it, though? No, the port hasn't come out for Switch. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, and That was like over six months ago. That was March, dude. Yeah. Yep. So all I'm March saying 20th, is hopefully... I remember it well. The day will live in infamy. Yep, absolutely. But uh, hopefully the same doesn't happen with uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2. Uh, yeah, I mean... They didn't promise it or even advertise it for Switch, so I think that's a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you are right about that. Yep. That's a big difference. The fact that they sold Switch copies that didn't come yeah, out is pretty, yeah. pretty bizarre. You could, I mean, they, there was a skew for it that you could actively pre-order. So, yeah. But uh, hmm. what you got next for us, Tyler? All right. So, <laughs> I said that not all mine are things I want on the Switch, but that so far has not been true because diamond and pearl would definitely be on it. And this game as well, uh, custom robo for the Nintendo game. Oh yeah. It, it was such an innovative, cool, like mech fighting arena game with a pretty cool story. It was like single player, local multiplayer mech fighting, but with sort of just like, I don't want to say cartoon physics, but it wasn't, it wasn't realistic mech physics, right? Like it was very much still arcadey. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what I loved about the game. I thought that it was just an incredible play experience, and I'm pretty sure they did come out with a sequel in Japan only on the GameCube as well. But I want to see either a re-release or a sequel or something for Custom Robo. Give me something Custom Robo. On the Switch, please. Hey, man. That's all they I They got, um, there's custom Robo Spirits on Smash Ultimate. I mean, come on. Ooh, that could be perfect. Even if they gave it a GameCube, I, f- I really feel like they should start, I mean, it seems like they've got this emulation engine figured out for, you know, like they did with Sunshine yeah. and, and the other games, so... 
I don't know why they don't start releasing GameCube games, you know, for 20, 30 bucks left, right and center, hey, to be honest. If anything, you know if I mean? anything the, the 3D All-Stars collection could have been a perfect test for that's true. their emulator guaranteeing success on the release they tested out with. That is true. So, I mean, hey, look, the fact that it performed the way it did, all it needs is some good fanfare. And it's we could see a lot more GameCube and Wii potentially. I mean, 64, yeah, I, I mean, the, I can't uh, believe I passed over 64, but it, it's crazy to think at this point that we only have a few 64 titles in general on the eShop. Yeah, absolutely. Very few. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, but I think there's a lot they can do with that GameCube emulation. Absolutely, dude. And uh, you know what I'd like for them to do with the GameCube emulation? Yeah, what's that? Give me a Super Smash Bros. Melee port. That would be huge. I mean, next... If they enabled it for online, that would be absolutely insane. Give us some net play on the Switch. Melee in its purest form. Well, like you said, with the bullshit patched, of course. Wobbling. Yeah. Any anything that's infinite combos, broken, not developer intended, patch it out, you know, slightly. Other than that, leave it as yeah. is. But uh just imagine the money there is to be made putting up melee on the eShop, emulated on their GameCube emulator for sixty dollars. Give it to me all day. I know, it's crazy to think that that is like I feel like that price would be crazy, but at the same time, I would gladly play it. You'd gladly pay I it. I agree, so, and so many like other people would, say. dude. I mean, they're not making any more Melee discs. I mean, clearly they're in high demand because it's still a competitive game, and discs are only breaking. Exactly. So, I mean, look at your dilemma, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, like we always say, I mean, a game is worth, or anything is worth what you know people are willing to pay for it. Yep. I think that that would be extremely cool. I don't know if it's going to happen, but if they start firing off GameCube games, I think that that would be near the top of the list. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy to think how crazy I'd go on, like, the first Animal Crossing ported to Switch. Yeah, that'd be really cool, too. <laughs> I feel like the Animal Crossing could get the 3D All-Stars collection treatment as you well. You ain't lying, dude, because then I get to play City Folk finally. Yep. Oh, man, they could bring Wild World to the console. Yep, absolutely. I think that would be really easy to do. Yeah, dude. And very cool. And the the popularity has been proven by Animal Crossing. Shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, man. But is your next one a GameCube game? Let's see. My next one is not a GameCube game. Mm. My next one is the pinnacle of PC gaming of 15, 16 years ago. I know what it is. Because <laughs> you used to beg me to play it. You used to beg me to get on it. I'm talking about Unreal Tournament. Specifically for me, 2004, but I just the last Unreal Tournament game to my knowledge is Unreal Tournament 4, right? Does that sound right? Uh, I had Unreal Tournament. 
I'm not sure either. I had Unreal Tournament 3 on the PS3, but I know that no Unreal game has come out in a very long time. And I, I, I don't necessarily need it to be a port or a remake of 2004. I just need Unreal in my life. And if it had the same general engine and levels as 2004, all the better. Because that game was a masterpiece for me. Yeah, I've never really played it much. I've watched Jeep play it, though, and it looks awesome. I mean, it it seems like if you like Quake, you're going to like that for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, to me, it was the it was the game that when I saw it being played on G4 TV, I was like, I need that. And I that was what caused me to get into PC gaming in the first place. That's a pretty so, big yeah, endeavor. Give me some... Give me some yeah, give me some modern and real, unreal, please. <laughs> I hope you get it, bro. But that's that's it for that. That's pretty simple. Yeah, my next one is one that uh, I wouldn't have put on the list uh, a little over a week ago. I want a port of Super Mario Galaxy 2. I'm now a member of that camp yeah. that is like, where is Super Mario Galaxy 2? Because, you know, before... You, and- Go ahead. Before too long here, I'm going to be done with Galaxy, and I'm going to want Dose. Absolutely. And a lot of people have been asking why it wasn't part of the All-Stars collection. Yeah, which would make me hope that they have separate plans for it, and that it only fit the mold of this collection to put the first Galaxy game, you know. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, hopefully they have a plan. You and I both have suspicions yeah. that that's the case. Mm-hmm. But um, whatever they do, give me give me Galaxy Two, and I'll be happy. And then after that, I'll be picking in for uh for three, make three. Now I'm now the you know I'm getting a little more intense about it because I'm wanting <laughs> shit that isn't there. But we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there when uh, that time comes. Yeah, I we just need the next uh the next 3D Mario game. Yep. What is it? Or like you said, be? the next 2D Mario game, dude. I mean, uh, how long is Super Mario Maker 2 going to ride it out? I mean, it's not getting any more updates after this. Yeah, that so. mean, they, they were very clear that that was the final major update, which I assume when they say exactly. major update, there might be some little small soft patches, you know, or whatever. But Bug fixes. There's not going to be any yeah. added uh, mechanics. Yep, so I'm interested to see what the I mean, we talked about this last yeah. week too, but I want to see what the next iteration is mm. of the 2D of the 2D main series. Yep. We don't have an official 2D game yet keep, on the Switch. Keep New Super Mario Bros going. That'd be that'd be awesome. Yep. What you got next for us, Tyler? Next is a uh, a game that has a big cult following but not a huge a huge cultural like awareness following and that is uh unreal or sorry not unreal that was the last one psyops psyops the mind gate conspiracy which you it showed was a game me. that came <laughs> out yeah it, it was a game that came out on ps2 from midway which is no longer a thing and that's why there was never a sequel the game ended on a cliffhanger and there was never a sequel for it and it was it's it's been you know 
almost you know 20 years at this point since this game came out and the game was absolutely incredible it had like telekinesis mind control as a mechanic like all these interesting things and no nothing else like it has ever come out and i just really want to play the game again <laughs> yeah I, I would definitely be purchasing it too because uh you introduced me to that game and I, i'll always remember how you tripped out when i said I hadn't played it when you asked me about it. And uh yeah. I, it was really something playing that game for the first time or even just watching you play it. Like the the telekinesis powers and everything. It just seemed next level control wise. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it the the way they implemented it, it was very not glitchy or clunky at all. Yeah, yeah. It actually played pretty smoothly. I mean, you're playing around with these ragdoll people and it's it feels very intuitive. <laughs> yeah. It was a very fun game for oh, sure. Yeah. And it was kind of hard. Yeah, I recall it being hard. I remember I, I remember there was at least one section that I sat there and you were like pounding away at, dude, but it was like overwhelming. Yep. I think I remember too. It was the turbine section where you're yeah, in, you're the in like, like a facility, hospital. like a factory or something yep. type facility. Yep. And there's this thing that spins around and you got to dip into these wall alcoves and the whole oh. hallway is like a circle. That's amazing that I remember that. Yeah. But that was hard. <laughs> well, next, right, uh, let's hear next, next on one, my bro. list, I got what could be a bit of a pipe dream considering it has a PS4 exclusivity and I have it on PC. I play it. I play it on PC, but I want street fighter five accessible on my switch. This is something uh, that, that comes to mind first when I think of uh, things I want on the switch. I I love street fighter five. I see a, a dead even mixture of people who say, it's the best fighting game they've played, and it's the worst, which is interesting. It's, yeah. It seems really down the middle, but I'm a big I'm yeah. a big Street Fighter fan. Uh, I haven't mentioned that mm. thus far, but uh, Street Fighter Five really hits a sweet spot for me uh, with the Street Fighter series. Like I really like the Alpha series and Alpha Three in specific, and we all have fond Absolutely. memories of of at least two Turbo. I mean, everybody, and um. I played it always at the at the arcade. I never owned a owned a Street Fighter game, but I always played it at the yeah, arcades. Yeah, I, I, I had uh, I had a PS One collection, and that's really what fired it up for me. I had two Turbo on Super Nintendo, and I loved it. But when I got the PS One collection that had the Alpha games and the uh, iterations of two, uh, that really made me become a fan of Street Fighter. And five, I, I find is, I feel like I would on Switch, I would play five as much as Ultimate. Like I, those two games, like, you know, melee aside because we love melee, uh, Smash Ultimate and Street Fighter Five are my go-to fighting games. Like my my mm-hmm. big boys do love them. So I, and of course, it coming to the Switch would I, I think it would be kind of a this game's on its last leg. Let's try to squeeze some more money out of it and break our code of ethics. Uh, hmm. But hey, if it came to that, they'd make sixty dollars off me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> maybe someday maybe someday but uh we should be down to our final tyler does your final one have any significance uh, i have two more i think you went first oh you know what i squeezed in my um i squeezed something in with yours actually that's right well i have two more i'll go ahead and fire into mine donkey kong 64 
I want it. Oh. I need it. Put it on the Switch. <laughs> Remake it. Remaster it. Don't remaster it. Port it. Emulate it. I literally don't care. <sighs> I just want to play the game. Yes. And give me DK Odyssey. <laughs> oh my While gosh. You're at it. DK Odyssey would be would be a game changer for sure. But I just want to play 64. Yeah. That game is awesome. I love 64. Yeah. Just like like I said before, with just give it that simple treatment. Just a nice resolution as it was. Just give it to us. Emulate it. Don't care, dude. I really don't care. <laughs> Um, that goes along too. I feel like all of Rare's catalog is in like purgatory oh, as far as the you Switch is You are so right because I could almost have made one of these slots all Rare 64 games. 100%. Like give I mean, me they had all some of incredible, them. incredible games. Yes, every single one. Imagine if they struck a deal for a Rare collection that was like 3D All-Stars and it was just Conquer. Oh, and DK and like whatever else. Banjo. Yes, Banjo. Jet Force Gemini. Golden Eye. That would be awesome. Please, dude. Perfect Dark. Just release them all individually. Oh, I don't care. Man, please. <laughs> but all those that was like Rare was was a big boy. Dude, Rare was the N sixty four big boy. Absolutely. Ahead of their time. Absolutely ahead of their time, dude. And now it's just buried in Microsoft. Just. Yep. Getting neglected. It's fascinating, bro. I don't, you know. It's a tragedy, though. Uh, speaking of tragedies. A lot of tragedies this episode. But, uh, I, I mean, there is hope, right? Because Microsoft and Nintendo... They're starting to play nice on a few things. They absolutely are. I mean, we should be seeing Game Pass on Switch before too long. Exactly. So there's that. There's Banjo coming to Smash. There's a lot of little things. Uh, there, that, yeah, uh, Banjo coming to Smash. That's another one, dude. Yep. There's a lot of little things that I think, you know, might imply that maybe if they have a good relationship, you never know what could happen with these old titles over time. You never know. Hey, That's bro, all I'm saying. If, if James Bond gets confirmed for Smash, Pierce Brosnan specifically, you know we got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be awesome. Real shit. But you said you had some uh, a big mood on your last one. Yeah, I do have a big move on my last one. It's another PlayStation pipe dream. Uh, but this is yep. the one, the one. Uh, this is one of my favorite games of all time. Ape Escape, the first Ape Escape. Please give me Ape Escape on my Switch in its raw form. And when I flick my right Joy-Con analog, swing the saber. I want it just like it was, dude, and I will be happy. Period. I don't think it's that far fetched. Well, Only that. I mean, have you seen an Ape Escape game on a Nintendo platform? No, no. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, we're talking about the game that literally introduced Sony's DualShock analog. I know. I just I I want it too. I loved Ape Escape as well as and a kid, be, and I got and a, honestly, a DualShock just for it. Yeah, and I I actually uh, don't think that the first Ape Escape is even on the PlayStation Store. No, I think it's just the not. second one, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's a tragedy, dude. Even the people with PS4s can't experience this game. 
Nope. But it's a classic game. I have, too. I have my physical copy. I got my PS1. I could play it anytime. But on my Switch, even better. Yep. I think that'd be sweet. Or if they did an HD remaster of it, that'd be even better. I, I'm always and I'm always going to say when it comes to the remasters, if you give me the option to also use the old assets, I'm more than happy for you to give me a remake. Yeah, use the old assets, but tighten up the controls, polish it up a little bit, yeah. maybe add some new content. That's what I like. Yep. That, those are the best remasters. I always call it the Master Chief Collection treatment, you know, like the switch, exactly. switch back and forth. I, I think that's such a great idea. Absolutely. It's, it's, it would seem that, easy to implement with the assets already on hand, you know? You would think. You, you would, would think. think. But nobody's doing that. Yeah. All right, so... My last one is going to be another PS1 era uh, favorite. And this is this is my biggest one that got me started thinking on this whole topic in the first place. Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3. Mm-mm-mm. You know I'm a, an, a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. And uh, th- I own a PS3, a PS4, a, a PC, you know... I cannot legally purchase and play Metal Gear Solid 1 through 3 on any of the consoles that I have. And I think that that is a tragedy. An absolute tragedy, my friend. Those games are absolutely masterpieces, all three of them in their own way. And uh, this this almost tied into my gaming tragedies as well because I thought up until recently that I had lost my original PS1 disc that I have um, from the collection that I have of 1, 2, and 3 on PS1 and PS2. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were chatting the other day and I actually happened upon that that disc 1 of that 2-disc set and I was very excited. I'm so glad to have been um, there for it, bro. Yeah, but I think I may end up getting a PS2 just because I want to play those games so badly. And you have no other option, which I think is some shit. I have literally no other option. Yeah. A Switch release would be sick. I mean, obviously, with... with the way that the the IP is, the way that the Metal Gear Solid franchise is right now, it's a little bit in limbo. Obviously, they came out with five, but, you know, the man is not there. The man behind... It all is not there. Yep. So I think that they're, I think that they're done with it. And I don't think, I feel like Konami almost is like a little bit embarrassed by the older games. And I think that that's a big tragedy. Yeah, it really is. I've thought about that before, how um, perhaps out of spite for Kojima, they just uh, let them sink into obscurity. Yeah. And I think that that's an absolute waste because well, it really is one through three are incredible four also very good five haven't played it too much but uh it's it's cool but it's not the same yeah you know it it probably meant so much to kojima that um snake got into smash because he pushed for it for so long but it probably doesn't mean shit to konami other than the fact that maybe they get some money for it you know it, it might help promote konami is probably how they look at it yeah, I really don't know what is next for MGS as a franchise, but I also don't know what is to come for these old games, and that's very sad for me that that, that I feel like they just have no plan for them. That's unfortunate, man. 
But that comes to the end of my list, man. Yep. Uh, we brought it down really hard. Uh, so <laughs> let's bring the mood back up a little bit, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> you want to fire into the three shop? Are you ready for three shop, bro? Because today Tyler, ready. Tyler's chipping in on three shop. I'm bringing the heat on three shop. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with my with my one first. What you got you for us, bro? The, what you got for us? You can bring the noise. So they just came out with The Long Dark on Switch, which is an indie game uh, that was previously, I believe, out either just for Xbox or for Xbox and PlayStation. I'm not sure. But um, it's an incredible wilderness survival sandbox game. There's also a story mode that I haven't played. The The sandbox like wilderness survival mode is absolutely mind-blowingly fun and extremely difficult. Basically, it's it's like if Don't Starve was, you know, first person and serious. Like you get mauled by bears, you get killed by the elements. There's electrical storms like it's it's absolutely like just this brutal brutal like wilderness survival game um but it just came out on the switch um normal price is 34.99 but i believe it's on sale right now for 31.49 so just a little bit of discount but i think it is notable because it's a new addition to the store that uh is on sale immediately so if you can pick that up it'll be on sale until october 1st i believe highly highly personally recommend it it's absolutely i just purchased it uh wanted to grab it before it went off sale i'm gonna be putting some time onto that game very very soon yeah, I think I'm going to take your recommendation and pick it up, too. I might not catch it before the sale ends, but uh, I think I'd be willing to pay the extra few bucks to get it, dude. Honestly, 35 bucks is still a great price for this game. It has literally endless replay value. If you like that kind of survival game, you can put, like, each playthrough is going to be different. You know what I mean? That's what I really like yeah. about it. So what do you have on the three shop for us, bro? Well, I'm going to cover the, the three with my last two here. We got something you like also. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy. Absolutely. Down from $30 to $14.99. Uh, these are games that we missed out on on the Nintendo DS. We've talked about them a lot before we even had the podcast. And uh, I think it's safe to say me and Tyler are both newborn Phoenix Wright fans. Big fan. It's three games on the collection, right? Yep. Or just two? Three games. I mean, you get three it's whole th- Phoenix Wright games for fourteen ninety nine. Three yep. games. 15 bucks. That's absolutely a steal because those games are extremely fun. Yep. And uh, I actually went with another collection that's down from $30 to fourteen ninety nine. the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. I cannot recommend this anymore, dude. I mean, this... Uh, you know, you're getting, of course, a lot of them are iterations of Street Fighter 2, but you're getting 12 Street Fighter games, including the whole Alpha series, $14.99. We're almost talking a dollar a game on that. Uh, yeah, that's a that's going to be a big pickup for me, just for the, the sheer value. Yeah, just, just because I'm a Street Fighter fan, I, I think I found a copy, uh, a sealed physical copy for like 20 bucks. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and at the time the game was thirty full price, so I I got the physical I wanted for you know collecting purposes, and I also got the game cheaper, so I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. 
But uh, yeah, aside from Three Shop, we did have updates to the Super Nintendo Online and the NES Online Store. Uh, oh yeah, the games the game online. that you were extremely excited oh, about. Oh yeah. Well, first of all, Donkey Kong Country Two, Diddy Kong's Quest. Uh, yeah. Very happy about that because I was recently playing Donkey Kong Country on there. Mario Super Picross, which I recently have fallen in love with Picross. And uh, an interesting fact, dude, Jupiter is the company that made the old Mario Picross games and really did all of the Picross games for Nintendo. They actually, mm-hmm. even to this day, make the Picross S games on the eShop, which That's cool. the, uh, I played um, Picross S2 was the one I purchased, and that's the game that got me into it. But it's the same company that made the Super Nintendo game. And uh, that's cool. I love the presentation on Mario Super Picross. It's really awesome. Uh, but they also have the Peacekeepers, also added the Super Nintendo. I haven't really played that much. I'll have to try it out. And NES got scat, which is funny because it sounds like I'm saying the NES got jack shit, but they got the game scat. <laughs> It's an NES, I have no idea what it's that an is. NES game. I haven't um I haven't had too much time with it, nor do I own it. But uh NES hasn't been getting too much love on the updates, I have to say. Super Nintendo is definitely the one that gets the love, which uh, I they blew out a lot of games on the NES online uh all at one time, you know. But they they've kind of been trickling yeah. on Super Nintendo stuff, but they haven't been doing too bad of a job with the the Super Nintendo updates. There's usually, you know, one or two things per update that, that people get pretty stoked on. I definitely like the new additions, and I feel like a lot of the recent additions have been good. Like All-Stars. I actually was playing some Lost Levels on All-Stars oh, yeah. uh, yesterday, I want to say. Awesome, dude. Don't you love the uh, visuals? Yeah. It's really cool. The game is super hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really like going back to Super Mario Bros. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Three on All Stars. Yeah, really like playing it on there. That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and it's funny. I brought up last episode about Sonic Mania. I did not miss the sale this time. I bought Sonic Mania. Same. I actually just bought it as well and uh, got to play a little bit of it. I got the Encore DLC. Man, it's awesome, dude. Uh, uh, the first, uh, you know, the first time I got the first Chaos Emerald, they put you into this mini game, and it's it's like Sonic R from Sega Saturn, like the running racer, mm-hmm. and it's like catch the mm-hmm. UFO, and I'm like, dude, it just went like full 3D on me, and and it's like, dude, it, I can tell already, it is spanning throughout all the Sonic games, showing love is wherever it can, you know. It's showing love yeah. throughout the whole timeline. So I'm lo- really looking forward to what else the game has in store, even though I'm late as hell to it, dude. Yeah, absolutely. That's, it's almost like, what, two years old at this point? Maybe more, yeah. maybe three. But uh, I, I picked it up as well since it was... It's it. We did mention uh, 999, right? Did we mention that last week or, uh, that's, or last episode? That's what I said it usually goes on sale for, which it wasn't currently on sale. But when I did my eShop but rounds, it is. it is on sale. Yep. From twenty dollars to nine ninety nine, so, so that's a little bonus three shop for yep. you. Is it's uh, not four shop from here Sonic on out. Mania. It's still three shop. We're just talking about Sonic Mania. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah. Also, uh, yeah. I, I just wanted to throw in Terraria got a split screen update. If anybody plays Terraria, uh, this is a great idea, and, and I think this dropped right after the podcast last time. And I was like, oh, man, you know, that's a really cool way to 
you know, you got somebody around and that's never played Terraria. I feel like somebody would have way more fun playing split screen with somebody than just jumping in alone. Absolutely. You know, um, but that's definitely worth mentioning. And the Goose Game update, I, I'm not sure if it's today. I hope it's today, but that's about to come out because I can't wait to play Goose Game co-op. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be really fun, Just dude. messing everybody's stuff up. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to have to pick that up, dude. Y'all are going to have fun with that. I think so, too. But I think we're at a wrap, bro, for our topics on this yeah, second well, episode of the Star Road podcast. Well, it's been fun. Uh, it's been good chatting with you, man. I, uh, I, I was really looking forward to this one for sure. Yeah, dude, this was highly anticipated and, uh, I'm looking forward to looking forward to future episodes, bro. I really enjoyed doing this with you. Well, if any listeners want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up at starroadpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, questions, topic suggestions, anything like that. Shoot us an email. We'll check it out. Um, you know, and go from there. I, uh, but I think that's going to bring us to the end, Sterling. Yep. Anything you guys got for us, just hit us up. Uh, we'd love to talk about some stuff that y'all suggest. And uh, until next time, I'm Sterling. This is Tyler. This is the Star Road Podcast. You guys take it easy, and thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>